Welcome to the Mando Fan Show. This is episode three that we're calling The Mandalorians, plural, and you probably already know why, and we'll get to that in just a second. But uh, thanks for joining us. I'm John, uh, James and Lacey with me as always, and we have a special guest uh, joining us today from the Geeky Bubble podcast. It is Jonah Marie Macias. How are you, Jonah Marie? I'm doing well. How are you guys? Thanks for having me, by the way. Yeah, we're so excited. It's going to be fun. Yeah, so yeah, it's funny. You and I have never interacted before. I know you and Lacey probably have, and and maybe James on Twitter or something (laughs) like that, but it's so good to finally have you uh, in uh, in our little resistance base here to talk about The Mandalorian, and um, based on your reactions that we saw, because you saw it, I guess for our audience, you saw it before us at a fan event, right? Yes, I did. I saw it at a New York City fan event. And they were screening episodes one, two, and three, as well as the live stream, which was pretty neat to see in a movie theater. So yeah, oh, wow. that was that was quite the experience. Wow. Now, since you saw it on a big screen, did it feel like you were watching a Star Wars movie or did it still feel different? It felt like I was watching a Star Wars movie. Sadly, they didn't have it formatted as a movie. It just went from yeah. intro you know episode credits intro episode oh, credits okay. so they weren't they weren't formatted like the star wars the clone wars episodes would be in a movie form but yeah that mm-hmm. was it was still very cinematic and gorgeous on the big screen that's awesome <laughs> oh and also you don't want to cut out those end credits they're pretty cool to listen to oh i know yeah so, yeah <laughs> Um, cause it's funny, like when you see the, you know, 37 minutes and then the show ends at like 33 minutes and you're like, well, I can just chill now and watch <laughs> the, the concept art and all that stuff and listen to the music. But, um, okay. So what we're going to do first, this is about chapter three, the sin of the Mandalorian. Um, we're going to, uh, first get into a, a quick poll. Um, now Carl Weathers had revealed that, uh, Baby Yoda, or Tiny as we call him on the show here for This Is Not Yoda, has a has a name. So there is a name eventually coming down the line. Uh, but we said until we find out, we want to make sure you guys were cool with us calling him Tiny because sometimes if you don't like something and we keep saying it, it might get annoying. So, But it turned out 83% of our viewers did like the name Tiny. So we're going to stick with that for now <laughs> as we move forward here until we find out his name's like Steve or something. Like, I don't know. <laughs> who knows what who knows what his name is but um all right so yiddle. now yeah right yiddle yodel yaddle i'd love for it to yaddle. get like a mandoa name or something like if they yeah. introduce mandoa oh, yeah. into the show yeah give him a cute little mandoa name yeah. that would be cool for sure or get him a little armor too and everything oh <laughs> yes yes perfect <laughs> little armor <laughs> yeah with the ears stick out the sides um okay so what we usually do here is rate the episode um each of us give a zero to ten rating uh using pedro pascal faces because we feel like we might not see his actual face in the show so we show it here uh thanks to Lacey's excellent graphic works right on the screen uh (laughs) and if you're listening on audio just picture a bunch of pedro pascal faces lined up here um so i'm gonna run through our scores here well actually let's just go through one at a time. I gave this episode an 8.5 Pedro faces out of 10. That's currently my highest score. I had an 8 for the first episode, 7.5 for the second, and I'm bumping back up to an 8.5 on that. Um, uh, Jonah Marie, what did you give uh, this episode? I gave it 9 beautiful faces. (laughs) (laughs) They are pretty beautiful. (laughs) Beautiful faces. (laughs) Would you say this was your favorite so far? 
Yes. Yeah, definitely okay. my favorite. Okay. So you haven't given any 10s out yet? No, I have not given out a 10. Okay. <laughs> All right. Great. Um, now, James, you have typically been on the lower scale for us so far. What would you give this episode? I give it an eight, and if you look at our scores, John, we're we're like point five we, away from we each always other. are like here, here, and here. Yeah, you know, we so. we've been consistent. So I actually feel like uh, I picked a good number up for that first episode, which is you know right between five and ten, seven point five, and then I've been able to kind of bounce around. Yeah, definitely. But okay. this one was my favorite so. Far. I I agree, and um. Uh, Lacey, what did you uh, top in the charts here? Uh, what's like, so, what you give the this face episode? I made when James just said that is because he's like, well, I was pretty smart about it and gave it a reasonable score. Meanwhile, right. I'm over here like the first episode is a nine, and then now yeah. I'm stuck between stuck. nine and ten. <laughs> right. Because I'm like, yeah, I actually wasn't even thinking about you, Lacey. I was thinking about John being the same as me, but a little bit higher. Right. <laughs> I totally forgot. A little bit. No you worries. Like That's why my face was like, oh no, because <laughs> uh, we haven't even met Carrie yet. So I don't. I gave it a nine point five because it was better than the first episode. But I'm like nine point five I... out of ten in Lacey. You know, it's out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> No Lacey's breathing room. I just, yeah. I really like oh. this show. <laughs> Lacey wants to yeah. get on the back of the Blu-ray cover. That's what she I wants know. to do. She, yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Even John so, Favreau's like, really? A 9.5? like a 9.5? <laughs> and um, it just be okay. like heads of Pedro Pascal with Lacey just, yeah. under, Lacey's name underneath. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Her face underneath it. Oh, like pointing. Oh, man. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Perfect. Um, all right. So, so. Using my my mental math skills, I'm gonna say that that averaged us out to an 8.75 uh, for the four of us uh, on our on our rating out of 10, which is a great score. So obviously, this episode it sounds like might be all of our favorites, and we'll mm-hmm. we'll get into why in a minute. Um, we also uh, allowed our uh, patrons to throw in their scores into the mix, and then we gave an average out of theirs. So Lacey, what did our patrons give it? Were they above us or below us? Where they rank in here? Yeah, they were above us, and there were actually a lot of 10s and higher than 10, even what? though we gave a ranking of 1 to 10. So for all the people that gave me a 12, I just gave you a 10. Twelves. <laughs> oh, anyway, that being said, the score was a 9.34. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Most impressive. <laughs> most yeah most impressive uh, so you, i'm you more reasonable crazy. than some of the patrons because they right. were given 12s and 10s and 11s who's get, just, which one of you out there are given 12s knock it off jeez <laughs> who is the one guy's like it was a little dark in this corner but other than that everything right. was perfect <laughs> right right <laughs> unbelievable okay well 9.34 <laughs> Um, not much wiggle room there for, for you guys, but I love the positivity. Welcome, like you guys welcome love to it, the so. no wiggle room club. <laughs> right, right. All right. Now remember, if you want to be featured on the show, uh, just tweet about the Mandalorian, uh, next week for chapter four, next Friday, uh, using the hashtag Mando Fando, and we'll pick some tweets and get you read on the show here, just like, uh, this person did. Uh, so Brian Bugler at hounds underscore tooth 99 said my favorite episode so far uh so i'm noticing a theme here nine pedro pascal faces oh man (laughs) that thing holding the stuff and disintegrations win 
Hashtag poof. That thing holding the stuff. Oh, the, he's. Oh, yeah, we'll get to that in a minute. Cream. That sounds like one of your things, James. He's got the thing and he's going yeah. to the stuff. Yeah. He's going to the place. All right. He's going to the place. Um, all right. So, also, if uh, you're not on Twitter, uh, if you're a patron of ours, you can also find your way into the episode by leaving a comment. And this guy did. His name is Neil Shaw. How are you, Neil? Neil said, hey. oh, again, 9.5 amazing Pedro faces. Amazing Pedro faces. <laughs> Chapter three is of uh, is truly a masterpiece. The length of the episode never crossed my mind for the first time because of all the goodness. Very good. Mm. Okay. All right. Uh, now we're gonna hop into our Easter eggs in a second, but I have a new thing I, I'm gonna announce here for you guys. We're calling it the Mando Code, and we're starting a giveaway contest. Uh, each week we're gonna reveal one number until the last episode, so six numbers in total. Now, when we reveal the final number, we will give instructions on what you can do to enter to win the bounty. Uh, until then, just be sure to collect all the numbers each week as we go and await further instructions. Your mission starts now, and this week's number is eight. Number eight. So maybe keep that somewhere, write it on your hand. Uh, if you're a sh <laughs> person who showers, put it somewhere else. Uh, and then um, you collect along as we go. We don't know what the bounty is yet. I got to be honest with you. I'm kind of like breaking the mystique here. We haven't figured that out yet, but it's going to be awesome. So make sure you jot down all these numbers. And then by the end, uh, one of you will win and you'll find out how uh, at the end of the show series. Okay. Now, guys, it's time to get into Easter eggs and references. Um, context really isn't important here. Just things that may have uh, we've seen objects in previous Star Wars shows or movies or a reference to something, a callback, that sort of thing. And what we'll do is we'll just kind of pass the baton around here and go around listing one by one by one until we start running out. So um, since you are a guest, Jonah Marie, why don't you start us off with an Easter egg you spotted in The Sin? Right. So last week I didn't notice this one, but uh, the vibroblade that the Mando uh, Mandalorian used against the other Mandalorian I mm -hmm. was flipping out. I thought that was the coolest. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah, for sure. And there's going to be probably more of that type of stuff popping up as more Mandos show their faces in, in the show going forward, hopefully anyway. Um, okay. Uh, James, what do you got? Um, let's see here. Uh, well, do you, you guys were trying to get that one, this one out of the way, the ice cream machine. Get it out of the way. Get it, get out. it out of the way. <laughs> yeah. so the, the ice, ice cream, cream machine, machine obviously the Wilro hood thing they yep. brought it back we knew it was happening because of the instagram post um way back when from john favreau right um lacy we were talking before this you mentioned that you didn't know the the name of it uh i didn't either it's called a camtono hmm. and what's interesting about that is that carl weather's in this episode says get yourself a cantona of spice and by the time you hit hyperdrive you'll have forgotten all about it so it's a second reference to the ice cream wow so it's a multi-purpose just kind of like carrier stuff 
I just found it interesting because now Empire Strikes Back, it makes sense why the guy's holding on to it and running around with it because you're like, oh, well, it's got to be carrying something valuable, which before we were like, he just (laughs) just carrying something. (laughs) It made me think of Hook at the end when like everything's going haywire and Smee's just like smuggling all the gold and stuff. Like Lord Hood's just like grabbing everything he he can get and get out of there. Or like someone on the Titanic grabbing their jewelry and then leaving. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. Okay, very good. Uh, Lacey, what do you got? The round black torture droid that they brought Mm. into the room with Vader and Leia in A New Hope is what they brought into the room with Tiny. And I was like, no, because you see the huge needle. Oh, gosh, Mm -hmm. I thought that was going to go to a place I didn't want it to go. The mind probe. Yes. Yes. Uh, That's true. If I saw that thing go anywhere near his head, I may have had to like fast forward or something. Burn, burn it to the ground. <laughs> yeah, just boycott the Mandalorian forever. <laughs> okay, mind probe. That's a good one. Um, all right. So what? Uh, I crossed off a bunch. So now you guys took mine. Okay. Um, <laughs> I think I saw uh, a Dathomirian uh, in the bar that Grief Karga was in. With I don't know if that's an Easter egg, but it's the first time I'm seeing a live action uh, version of Maul's species. And I think they were one Zabrak. of the best. Oh, was it? Okay. Yeah. All right. Darth Maul Zabrak. He's from Dathomir. Oh, because I, I Googled Darth Maul species and it said Dathomirian on my Google search. So. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of weird. I don't really know exactly the, the truth thing there, but I know he's Zabrak. And if you Google Dathomirian as well, you also see the Night Sisters, but yeah. kind of Night Sisters. So. And I don't even know if that's an Easter egg or if it's just like, oh, that guy was there. But that's my <laughs> yeah. You guys took my better picks, so that was mine. Mm. Um, all right, uh, Jonah Marie, do you have another one? Yeah, when the Mandalorian referred to the baby as his enemy because of the fact that you know Jedi and the Mandalorians have had a crazy history together. Oh uh, yeah. I didn't put that together, but yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that make that makes sense. Yeah, that's a good point because he kind of like randomly threw that out there, and I was like, whoa. But yeah, that's a good call. All right. Um, yours are deep. Good deep cuts. I, I like I it. Told I told you. Like this it. is why I'm so pumped she's on here. No, I love this. This is good. Um, okay. I didn't have that one listed, so that's good. Uh, uh, James, what do you got? Um, okay. So I picked the, I picked this one up uh, from our, our buddy, the president. He mentioned uh, that the Mandalorian parents are wearing life day robes. I don't know if that's exactly true or not, but it's a good point. It's a good reference mm. um, because they do look exactly like what that Wookiee is wearing at the end of the holiday special. Right. Yeah. Well, wasn't that Chewbacca? I, is it Chewbacca? I, I just I don't know if yeah it was. Did it he is. make it? Okay. Yeah, I think so. The whole point was that he wasn't gonna make it. Um, no, that's a good one. I didn't even, I, yeah, I didn't put that together. Okay. Life day and more, again, with the holiday special references with John Favreau. Mm-hmm. He wasn't, he wasn't kidding about that. Uh, Lacey, right. do you have another one? Yeah. So when he's walking down the street in the beginning with, uh, Tiny, there is what's called a Katirin, which is those laughing, laughing lizard guys from Canto Bite on the front of the book. And they're oh. also seen in resistance. He's off to the side laughing. And that's what caught my attention. Because I was like, oh. those guys are just constantly laughing. Oh, man. I see. I got to watch. Also seen in one. resistance. Yeah. Nice. Okay. 
What uh, what species? Kitirin, K E T E E R I A N. Kitirin or yeah, something like that. I had to look it up, but I knew like by facial what it was because I remember the Canto bite book. That's the tricky thing. We've got a lot of aliens, and I think we're not even going to name them all. Right. A lot of these little references that pop up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, without a doubt. Um, All right, my next one. This one, I don't know how I spotted it because I never spot stuff like this. But I swear, when he went in the back for the back entrance to where Werner Herzog's like headquarters was, and all Mm -hmm. that trash is there, Mm -hmm. I saw the pole, the same exact model pole that Luke and Leia try to use to keep the trash compactor from closing yes, in on them? Yes, it looks like it, yeah. Interesting. Oh, all right, so, so, so I'm not crazy, okay. Yeah, I think I remember no, seeing No, I have it written down too, John. Oh, okay. And it's like yeah. across where the cradle is too. Yes, yeah, it's like yeah. Laying, leaning, yeah, and it has like the same mm-hmm. like grips and stuff. Um, <laughs> Which is funny because fu- it's in the trash. It, yeah yeah it's just like a nice little a new hope uh easter egg which i thought yes, was kind of cool yes. and it, it serves no purpose it's not like the carry case thing it's just there right playing there right. so i thought that was kind of cool all right uh joanna marie uh what do you got um so my friend mark the mandalorian mark mandalorian on twitter he pointed out and i gotta say it because it was such a good one but at the shootout at the very end there was a mandalorian with uh west star 35s sort of like the same model as sabine and i thought what mm. i didn't even see that that's amazing and i thought <laughs> oh i gotta bring God. it up on the show and mention him <laughs> that's, that's cool yeah that's good that's like another level like i would never i'm not good with weapons though but that's a ama- like jonah marie are you usually good with the weapons identifying oh them no stuff? No, no. <laughs> yeah, I, it's like unless it's like Han Solo's blaster or something where you can tell it's the DL forty four. I'm just like, I don't know what that is. That's that's imp- I'm that's impressive. I'm gonna say for ships too. Yeah, ships. Yeah. Forget it. Yeah. <laughs> and that is a good one. Okay, um, James, do you have another one? Um. Yeah, you guys want to talk about Paz Vizsla? That's been going. Yeah, that was a hot topic. That's so. Been- so this the character like the heavy Mandalorian with the machine gun, right? When we first hear his voice, I think everybody goes, "It sounds like John Favreau." <laughs> um, again, I was reading Anthony Breskin's article. He says he says it is John Favreau. I don't know if there's total confirmation on that, mm-hmm. but it's voiced by him and played by another character, like acted out on screen by another character. Um, but the the interesting thing about John specifically voicing that character is because he played um, previously. In the Clone Wars. So is there a connection there? You would think, but the names are spelled differently. So it's very hard to figure out what's going on here. Were they spelled um, differently? I didn't even notice. Yeah, I mean, I didn't fact check that. I saw somebody said, but it's spelled differently. Was that you, John, that pointed that out? No, I would never. What? No, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think one has an S. Like one is V I Z and the other is V I S C or something. Oh, I mean we so, could we could Google right now if we wanted to. We have the technology. Uh, to rebuild them? <laughs> to rebuild them, yeah. <laughs> that is a good one though. I did like when I first heard him talk, uh, I don't know about you guys, but I thought I it was John Favreau immediately. Yeah, it sounded like him. No, yeah. I didn't pick it up at all. I was just so no? involved with what they were talking about that I didn't I didn't pick out the the voice. Yeah, it it didn't sound 
it sounded like him. It didn't sound like Rio Durant, which was like 100% John Favreau. Just talking normally. <laughs> yeah, but it's, you know, he had the mask on, so it was probably a little distorted. Um, yeah. But that's that's definitely a good one and something curious to look for. Um, kind of like the Vega brothers in uh, the Quentin Tarantino universe, you know? Mm-hmm. You see that same last name or whatever, mm-hmm. if you like Tarantino movies. Um, Lacey, you got another one? Yeah, I'm going to say one, but it's kind of a two-parter because it's the same person, so I figured just get it out of the way. Uh, mm-hmm. when Carl Weathers is talking to the Mandalorian, he's talking about the Republic and they're like, oh, they're useless, which is yeah. like an insight in going mm-hmm. into the sequel trilogy that everyone's like, why would we even bother going to them? Like, because Leia says similar things. It's actually yeah. about that deleted scene we were talking about on yeah. the podcast about how Leia was like, oh, I don't need to go to Hosnian Prime because they don't listen to me, basically. Yeah, um, that comes out next Thursday. Yeah. Spoiler alert. <laughs> so so um, the other thing he says, Carl Weather says, is I'm your only hope. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. And he's I was like, a, how dare you use those words? He's his Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah. Um, okay. Who's, whose turn is it? Mine? Yours. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so this one is a little interesting. Um, as my son is banging on the door, of course, he's like, I have an Easter egg. I have one. <laughs> um, so I have a question for you guys on this one. Is that Zuvio? Uh, did they confirm that that's him? The turquoise helmet. It doesn't look like I him. can't imagine that it's him. Okay. So maybe there's other guys who he affiliates with that dress like him or like a clan. Yeah. Um, but mm. that guy says to the Mandalorian, Ichuta, mm-hmm. which is what that protocol mm-hmm. droid said to C-3PO in Empire Strikes Back, mm-hmm. um, which obviously d- doesn't sound like it's clean language. It's probably uh, some kind of like, you know, <laughs> yeah, you know what? Swear word. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, so when I heard that, I was like, oh, that's I know exactly when that took place. So that's another mm-hmm. one there. OK. Uh, any more, Joan Marie? Uh, just um, Grief Karga saying the Twi'lek or Twi'lek, he said a healing baths, I believe it was. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that wasn't a the, good image in my mind. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, I was I was a little curious what he meant by that. Um sounded a little risque to me. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, right. Uh okay. Um I don't have many more left. James, what do you got left? Um so there uh I my notes are bad. So I guess <laughs> There is a character named Silva Sufi in the marketplace, and that character is also in Solo. Well, hold on. It's the same species as a character that shows up in Solo. Um, but they don't have a species name yet. Only that character has a name. The reason I question if it is in fact the character from Solo is because there's also a Rodian that is confirmed to be one of the uh, Cloud Rider. The yellow guy? Yes, the yellow Rodian. And that's why I said my notes are bad because I don't think I wrote that character's name down. Uh-huh. But that is confirmed to be the, the Cloud Rider from Solo. And they wow. blow him up. <laughs> yeah, okay. Wow. Okay. So there, so there's potentially two of the Cloud Riders, which sort of makes sense, but I can't guarantee the other character is the same one 
the outfit's a little bit different, but it's definitely the same species. But that species has only ever only ever shown up once, and they don't even have a name for the species. That's kind of crazy. Imagine they age up uh, Aaron Kellyman, and we see Emphis Nest roll in. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be cool. I, I think that, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Um, all Take right, care. Lacey, you got any more? Yeah, I have a whole bunch, actually. Uh, all right. So we have the Ray moment where he is talking to Warner Herzog, and he's get, handing over Tiny, and there's a moment where he's like, should I do this, should I not do that? And there were kind of parallels to Ray being like, the droid's not for sale type thing. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. But he mm-hmm. obviously goes through with it. Right. Yeah, I was saving that for the discussion. Mm-hmm. Damn. Oh, sorry. No, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> do you um, want me to say a couple more? Or are we still going? Uh, well, give me one more. Okay, go ahead. No, you give me one more. Oh, one more. <laughs> uh, so this is you're gonna laugh at this one. So this one is a reference that maybe some people get, but not everyone. And I'm sure it's not the actual reference, but this is what I thought of was in the Fate and the Furious. There's a whole fight scene with a baby with Jason Statham, and it reminded me of this fight scene because he's holding the baby while fighting people. Oh, okay. Vin Diesel's baby. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Diesel's baby. I think I only saw like the first two of those movies. Um, and yeah, he does a lot of like fight of scenes it. and Same. then like he'll shoot some guy and then look over and the baby's like, ah, which is like what this baby was like. And I was like, this is the baby fight scene. I don't, I don't have, I don't think I have any more. I mean, um, seeing the Mon Cala as one of the bail jumpers, I guess that was kind of yep. cool. Um but that's it for me. Uh, Joanna Marie, do you have any other ones you want to rally off here? I'm out. <laughs> okay, you're out. James, uh, you got one more for me? Um, I, There's a couple other aliens. I saw a little space guy walking around with the space helmet. You yeah, they zoomed in on him. I don't know what that is, though. I, I think it's because they're trying to say, like, remember the spaceman in uh, Moss Eisley? Yeah. Because they just have some dude walking around and he just looks like he belongs at NASA. Right. And I think they're trying to bring that back and pay homage there. Cool. Um, Also, I saw pointed out that, you know how we talked about the character that has the the doctor and he has the clone symbol on the side? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, as we have a closer look at his patch, it is surrounded by the Tarkin Initiative uh, logo. So it kind of makes sense that if the Tarkin Initiative was getting involved with like some cloning things, that they would have like tried to you know kind of combine those logos. So it sort of makes sense now that having him be tied to the Empire. So mm-hmm. true. Um, and uh, I think the only other thing that I got here is uh, somebody says "shattered by the Empire." <laughs> shattered Empire. Uh, shadows of the, or uh, shattered Empire. Uh-huh. the comic right all right all right so we are i think we're easter egged out i think we no did a good i'm job not there. i yeah. have more all right well uh, uh give me quickly because we gotta we gotta do our discussion here too i know prequel droid who killed his parents you didn't talk about battle that droid yeah battle droid the b2 yeah. battle droid uh someone is eating a salacious crumb did anybody see that like a no. chicken wing yeah, no. Oh, no. straight up. I didn't see him and then behind her is a Twi'lek walking, 
And then the shot of him where he has the gun out and the gun comes out of the doorway first is like stereotypical James Bond, like where the gun comes into the room first. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, That scene with the Twilight 2, there's another character, another alien from Canto Bite. Oh, yeah? Um, Yeah, on the, the cover of the Canto Bite book, one of the short stories is about these three aliens that gamble. And they yeah, laugh that's what and I told you. That was stuff. my first one. It, oh, that was the type of okay alien it was. Oh right, right, okay. There, oh, then there's another one because <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were talking about another one earlier in the in the scene. There's an alien from Canto Bite, and it's standing right next to that pink twilight. Yeah, I think they reused the same character. If I'm going to be honest, I'm sure it's they... not the same character. Oh, from maybe Last Jedi, right? Yeah, but those two are two alien species. Anyway, it doesn't really matter. There's a ton of alien species. It's <laughs> a lot. Right. Yeah. All right. Let us move on to this uh, discussion here. Uh, just basically open discussion. Just have a chat. Um, first, though, uh, real quick, everyone just give me what your favorite sh- favorite shot of the episode was. Um, and that could be a few seconds or one single frame. Um whatever you feel was your favorite shot in the episode. Um, so James, why don't you go first and let me know what your favorite shot was from this episode. Um, it's gotta be the shot of that heavy Mandalorian coming down with the rail gun. Uh, I mean that, that sequence of like, it, it's one thing and I'm sure other people will talk about it, but the Mandalorian coming up, popping up out of the thing, but something about like the war machine Mandalorian with the rail gun and it's just like that you're already on a high and that like pushes it up and the framework of them talking back and forth of the um the whole life uh this is the way right you know thing is just so i got i definitely got iron man vibes there too that's funny you said war Mm -hmm. machine Mm -hmm. um okay uh jonah marie do you have a favorite single shot or a moment that stood out to you yeah, so there was that shot at the very end with the Mandalorian flying up against the Razor Crest. And oh, yeah. Yeah, that, that shot alone was really cool. Yeah. It was, yeah, I agree. Cause it, the salute, you, it, the air salute. Yeah. Yes. And he was like, you could see the wind resistance. It wasn't just like he was just cruising perfectly like the old Superman movie where he was just like this. Yeah. <laughs> he was like... He was up there, like high yeah. altitude. I, that was a great shot, without a doubt. It reminded um, me I'm sure of the- uh, Star Wars Rebels a bit with the man yes. when Bo-Katan and Ezra were out fighting off those TIE fighters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and sure- Iron Man again, Rocketeer. Yeah, it, yeah. Know, kind of vibe, yeah. And I'm sure on the big screen, it looked really cool, too. Oh, yeah. It was fantastic. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> especially for the first were time. You're just like, cheering. Oh, yeah. Especially when the Mandalorians showed up because the Mando Mercs were there. So they were like, Oh, oh my God! Yes, <laughs> that was like our dream come true. Did they awesome. now the the Mandos that were there in the crowd were they watching with their helmets on? Oh no, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> they're not supposed to remove their helmets. I know. I know they're all sitting there like awkwardly. Yeah. Like, oh, uh, it's like fogging up. They're like, I can't remove my helmet. <laughs> um, okay, um, Lacey, favorite single shot from the episode? Um, the shot where the Mandalorian's down on his luck. He's holding baby Yoda. He's looking at him and there's all just chaos around him. And it's like a slow motion push, beautiful shot between him and, and tiny. 
That was my favorite because it's like no matter what, he was like, I have to do the right thing no matter what's going on around me. Uh, I loved Mm -hmm. that. Yeah, I agree. And it's that's like I'm not a Western expert, but the Westerns Mm -hmm. I've seen, there's been a bunch like true grit and the kind of thing where the 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 lone guy is taking care of the kid or something and like they're definitely hitting home with these types of things and it also reminded me of lord of the rings because it's like they're watching i know it's like not a kid but like the hobbits like where you have all these people Mm -hmm. that are trying to protect frodo so it's really reminded me of that and then they show up at the last minute yeah yeah Yeah. um okay i'm glad no one took mine because i thought someone might but um and maybe it's the dad in me my favorite shot is when he he gave him the top of the handle that was my second one in case Mm. someone took my first one oh yeah because at first he was like annoyed he's like don't Mm -hmm. touch that that's not a toy and then when he gets him back he's like you know what you can have it (laughs) and it's funny because you know my son will always be like he'll always want something he's not supposed to have i'll be like you can play with everything in this room except this and he'll want the roku remote or like, you know, <laughs> the TV and James, I'm sure Bennett does the same thing. It's just they, yeah. they, they know what they aren't supposed to have and then they go mm-hmm. for that. And that's so I, I related to that moment. And again, it humanizes the Mandalorian, which, you know, we needed him to be humanized to empathize with him. And mm-hmm. if he's not taking his mask off, which he might not, this might be the way they do that using a um, little tiny Yoda here. Um, all right. So overall uh, thoughts on the episode, I think we're all thinking it's our favorite. So um jonah marie why don't you start us off with uh just your overall thoughts on the episode in general yeah overall thoughts i thought the episode was fantastic um and i as much as i love it there was uh, a few details about the mandalorians that really broke my heart because star wars rebels did a great job at picking up some of those storylines from star wars the clone wars and when, with them ending it with Bo-Katan, they kind of gave me some hope. I'm like, yeah, the Mandalorians are going to do this. And then the Mandalorian comes around and the Mandalorians are just in hiding. And it's just, it breaks my heart. So mm-hmm. as much as I love it, it also just, it tears me apart. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. I wonder if they're... Like, what's the state of the planet Mandalore at this time? Do we know? That, that hasn't really been explored, right? In this it era? hasn't. No, it hasn't been explored. And I'm curious whether it's it's just even more ravaged than it already was because of the Beskar mining. And, you know, they, right. the Imperials looking for that mineral, that particular mineral might have just destroyed the planet altogether. Who knows? Maybe it looks like a Concord Dawn where it's part of it is just like mm-hmm. in pieces. So, or like Jeddah. Yeah. Oh, Jeddah. Yeah. Like we just don't know both politically or um, physically what it looks like. Yeah. That'd be interesting. I wonder if they will explore it. I don't know. James, you're, you're huge on rebels and clone wars. So you like more than me, I know. Um, like, what's your vibe on... Uh... Well, to, to piggyback off of that, yeah, I think it just... They haven't really told us what this whole Great Purge thing Yes. Thank oh, you. Oh, right. That's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think there's something in there where they're trying to kind of set up... Like, if this show's good, we could tell more stories about the period of, like, when the Mandalorians looked like they were finally starting to get a rhythm back. And then we see them again, and they're like down in the dumps. So it's like, well, what happened? 
Mm-hmm. Um, sure. Uh, they also, too, that the whole thing I mentioned earlier, but like, um, this is the way, like, that I think was like really awesome within the episode, but it did make me question, like, why did we never hear that rebel? You know what I mean? Uh, mm-hmm. Or did we? Like, what? I mean, mm-hmm. if if Sabine, like, was fighting with, uh, she's practicing with the Darksaber against Kane and Jairus, and she goes, well, we got to do it because this is the way. Nobody would have blinked at that. Mm-hmm. You know, who yeah, knows? Maybe true. a rewatch of Rebels will be like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> you <right. know? laughs> I think this like, is. There's probably a lot of little things like that. Yeah, yeah. I think this is the way, is something, it's a product of the purge, whatever that was, and, and the fact it that they're. Yeah. They've been for they're being forced to live this very extreme lifestyle. And, I like that. Yeah, and I think that's just you know, like the fact that they don't take off their helmets. Like we saw them take off their helmets in the Clone Wars and Star Wars Rebels. Mm-hmm. So it's it's really weird that they're taking on this very hardened way of life because it's it's meant for them to to be stronger. And it actually mm-hmm. reminds me of a quote that Ursa Wren said in Star Wars Rebels when she said, maybe perhaps Mandalore needs chaos if it's to become strong once again. And, mm-hmm. and you know, maybe this is their chaos. This wow. is they're living in this chaotic m- timeline before they can become strong once again. Wow, that is really good. Thank you. This was this was the episode for you to come on because if this was like if you came on our show for chapter two, you wouldn't wouldn't have been dropping all this. So this is like the perfect. Been like, yeah, that egg looks great. Yeah, that egg. (laughs) (laughs) So how about that Cadbury egg? Yeah. Um, No, I mean it's. I really enjoyed the episode a lot. It was my favorite without a doubt. It felt a little claustrophobic. Um, like it was big action, but I felt like I was, I felt like I kept wanting to be like, all right, now where are we going from here? And it just kept staying centralized to that little like hub, that area. Um, but I mean, that's, that's a, that's a bit of a nitpick. Um, you know, again, you know, like I said about, the, the tiny thing last week, uh, Jonah Marie, I had concerns that Tiny may be uh, stealing the shadow from the Mandalorian a little yeah, bit. Yeah. And I joked like, I'm like, well, are they going to you know name this show like Baby Yoda now? Because like everyone, <laughs> everyone's talking about him and they're like, where's the Baby Yoda toys and all this stuff. And it's it's I don't know. I, I'm curious to see how, how it how it plays out. I don't want anything to happen to him. So it's like, where's the balance? But yeah, I know Lacey's yeah. obsessed with uh, little tiny Six ounce, eight pound, six ounce baby Yoda, but sweet baby Yoda. Did they? They showed a scene in the episode today, or the yeah episode today, um, that was in a trailer. But I think they added the Yoda bastonet to the shot. They took it out of the trailer. Maybe I I haven't gone back to watch them. I probably should. Yeah, I know they yeah. did that for the sunset I, in last week's episode. Like he's walking through the sunset and in the mm-hmm. promotional images, it's just him. But in the oh, right. episode, yeah. it's him and the little, the little crib. So same deal. Yeah. yeah. Somebody just went in with like a repair brush and they're like, just take that little dot out. Yeah. Yep. No problem. <laughs> is the, is the Mando lair on the same planet as Werner Herzog's hideout? I feel like it's like around the block. Yeah. Like yeah it's in the same area. Yeah. yeah. 
Okay, because, yeah, I was like, either they do a time lapse or whatever, and they, they, they're they like, we're not going to do more special effects of him flying to this place. And it I, it feels like he just, like, walks around the block, and he's like, all right, Mando Lair. He's like, I was just over there. Yeah, because at the end, mm-hmm. he says, are you sure you want to do this? You're going to expose us and where we are. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. okay. I, th- I, th- I thought that was kind of interesting. I don't know if that's because they were like... Wait, what is that? He said... Who says that? The uh, John Favreau character. He says, "Like, are you?" Sh- uh, the Mandalorian says to him something along the lines of, "Like, are you?" And I'm paraphrasing right now. Uh, are you oh, sure you want to go through with this? Oh, because he's wearing all the armor. Yeah, and the guy he goes, yeah. "This is the way." Yeah. Yeah. Because he's saying, "Like, don't do this because you're going to expose that we're all here, basically." Okay, and I- but that's not about taking the baby. We're not talking about taking the baby. Yeah. Okay. It's about wearing. Right. It was about making the armor, right? No, we're t- we're talking about their location. The yeah, I think it was exposing their location or whatever. That's that's what I took yeah. from it. Yeah, yeah, because I think at one point the heavy infantry Mando, he says something along the lines of that most of them have to stay underground and only only few, one, up. one yeah. can go up at a time. I didn't under really. I didn't really understand that, and that's yeah. again, it's just. Why? Right. Why is this the way? <laughs> right. Which means that only the Mandalorian has been the one going up and back all the time. Mm-hmm. And then you, when he comes in and he sees them all sitting around, no wonder they're staring at him because they're like, here's the one guy that gets to leave. <laughs> yeah. They're like, now we get to draw straws and see who gets to go see sunlight for a little bit. Right. Right. Um, I have another question with the, because uh, Mandalorian lore is not my strength here. The Whistling Birds signet. Um, is, is that a weapon? Is that, was that the thing that he killed those stormtroopers with? Mm-hmm. Is that mm-hmm. tied to that? I, I think that's, I think that's new. I don't recall hearing that. May I, I do think that the technology was there before, but the name of it sounds very new to me. And, and actually okay. someone pointed out that it was very Iron Man. Oh, it was. 100%. Super. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Super Iron so- Man. Yeah, before uh, we got on, I looked up Whistling Bird on Wikipedia, and it only has one entry as the only appearance. Hmm. Um, uh, this was it? Yes, just chapter three. Yeah. Those guys are quick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, there was something else that I was going to say about that. Though. Oh, you, you associate it with, with the signet, which... This the, this was the whole discussion of like how you know he killed the the horn the mud horn yeah and they were like well then we'll make that your signet he's like ah, it was an honorable death I had help and all this other stuff I I think then they go well, well then what do we want to do with the excess well we'll just make these weapons mm-hmm. I don't think it had anything to do with the signet itself a new signet yeah. like the bird is oh, this new signet or okay. something they're just special bullets basically yeah I think the bullet just happened to have an animal I think yeah maybe I was confused I thought she said whistling bird signet but maybe i mixed um her phrasing up or something um okay that's interesting but yeah i definitely i feel like a lot of people joan maria i agree a lot of people got those iron man vibes from uh a lot of the mandalorian action in this Mm -hmm. uh, this episode um okay so is there anything else you guys want to bring up about this episode in specifics i mean one thing i would bring up i'm surprised we saw werner herzog again because i thought he was just cashing out after like a cameo so I was happy to see him again, actually. I was actually surprised that he turned Tiny in. Because I've been saying for the past two episodes, there's no way he's turning him in. There's no way. 
And so as everyone knows, I do this like little live tweet thing with myself so I can make notes while I'm watching. Mm -hmm. And my notes were, there's no way he's turning him in. Oh, he's turning him in. I hate the Mandalorian. I hate him so much. How could he do this? Like that was how my notes went. And then I went, oh, he's going back. Oh, okay. He's good now. We're cool. Like I was just so angry. Um, But yeah, no. And then the whole ending, which I feel like I'm, what example am I pulling from? I feel like it was done in Deadpool too, where he gets shot, but he doesn't really get shot. It goes into some type of metal item Mm -hmm. that blocks the bullet. Mm -hmm. I think that happened in Deadpool. Back to the Future, Deadpool, wherever. Yeah. It's like yeah, they're that, wearing something. Yeah. Um, I thought he was dead. I, I was thought like, he was dead. dead. Yeah. yeah, I'm with you, Lacey. Problem child. Like, Problem child. You ever see Problem child? He had like the lucky prune in his pocket. <laughs> no. Is John Ritter? No one like John Ritter around here? All right, I was fine. just surprised because I was like, oh, he's dead. And then you see yeah. him kind of being like, oh, and I'm like, oh, he's not dead. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which yeah. means I mean, that they're just going to get hunted, which yeah. we're going to get into. That's a Clint Eastwood thing, too. Like, yes. he would have the metal plate under his... Uh, he did. Yeah, his deal. I said Back to the Future. <laughs> not that not that Clint Eastwood. The Clint Eastwood that ripped him off. <laughs> back to the Future, too. Right, yeah. You know, it's um, funny you say that, John, because I this. searched, like, bullet being stopped by something, and that Clint yeah. Eastwood movie was bullet the first thing best. that came up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So the the other thing I wanted to bring up, which I want to get your guys' feedback on, because I only saw this once again, the scanner that uh, poor little Tiny was under is. Do you think that's their their? Because uh, it looked like the computer Obi Wan was looking at when they were totaling the midi chlorian count, and I I hate to say we're going there again. Do you guys think they're trying? They were trying to re get a measure on his midi chlorian count or something? Oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, that could be. Yeah. Could be it. I think it's possible. Um, George Lucas I didn't is put like together that it was the same computer, but <laughs> yeah, that'd be a good double check. You know, go back and look at that. I just remember the red screen with like the lines Black, uh, going yeah. across. Mm-hmm. Um, it would have been funny if like Doctor Pershing's in there and you just hear like over twenty thousand. <laughs> yeah, but they show him and he actually says ten thousand. He actually says ten thousand. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. What do you guys think? Are you are you guys uh? we didn't really talk about this are you guys into midichlorians i know it's a big thing with george lucas and he would have wanted the sequel trilogy to involve them so uh jonah marie are you are you a prequels fan oh yeah yeah i love the okay. prequels yeah that's how that's how i got back into star wars with the prequels uh, oh nice okay. i mean i i don't mind the concepts i mean it's everyone here you know in our own world uh whenever there's something we don't understand we try to find a scientific reason for it we try to study it understand it and that's pretty much what's going on when it comes to the metachlorians you know there are people who want to know whether what scientific thing they can find behind it and that way they can measure it in some way and uh, it's interesting that the jedi themselves use it um, I guess you could see it as a way of them going down a, a path of, of um, gosh, what's the word I'm looking for? Where they kind of diverge from their just trusting the force kind of right. mentality. Faith. Yeah. Insta- yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, there's, it's not necessarily that all of the Jedi use it That's either. True. I'm That's pretty true. sure, like, there are Christian scientists and there's Christians who just mm-hmm. rely on faith. Mm-hmm. You know, it's mm-hmm. like there could be definitely Jedi that are like, I'm not. I don't care about the midi-chlorian thing that like mm-hmm. there are some Jedi who are into that and maybe Qui-Gon kind of falls into that 
amp a little mm-hmm. bit. I don't know. It's interesting. Well, yeah, you I got... wanted to talk. Uh... Go ahead. <laughs> no, I was gonna say you have Qui Gon with his little like, like, like portable reader. He's like, I'm checking your <laughs> midichlorian, yeah. and then you have Yoda like, it's in the tree, the rock, your shoulder. <laughs> it's like I don't think Yoda was a big midichlorian <laughs> guy, but I don't know. Um, I didn't get to say it before, but I uh, I liked Werner Herzog way more in this episode. And I think his lines to me were like, it really weighed on me that like everything he says is perfection. Mm. Like every line he has is or an because, iconic line. Cause you hadn't heard them before. Yeah. I don't know who the guy is. <laughs> it's a no, I'm saying all his, profession. Oh, because of the trailer, <laughs> all his other lines were like celebration <laughs> teaser, you know? Yeah. No, I'm, there's one here where he says, unfortunately, finding a Mandalorian in these times is more difficult than finding the steel. I'm like, what? <laughs> Who says that? That was uh, a great impression, by like, the way. What yeah, poet wrote that? You know? Right. <laughs> like, yeah. He's also ruthless. It was very yeah. clear that yeah. he was like, mind your own business. Yeah, he did not like yeah. the Mandalorian questioning it. Mm-hmm. Right, and he... he Correct me if I'm wrong, had no problem if he brought, uh, confirmed termination, right? And he wanted to terminate yeah. Baby Yoda later. He was like, just kill it. Yeah, so it's like... We, yeah, we got to figure out what's going on with the, him. The motives, the, yeah. The scientists, yeah. Well, he's wearing the Empire logo around his neck like we talked about last week, I think. Mm-hmm. This Persian guy claims, unless he was just saying to save his own tush, right. I was, I, I'm the only thing that could save him or whatever, you know? So... Right. Is is he being forced to do something against his will, this doctor guy? Uh, I don't know. It's all very mysterious, and I'm curious what happens. But um, do we want to uh, speculate on what's going to happen next week? Yeah, let's get into it. Yeah. Okay. So are we get guys, are we getting Gina Carano next week, please? I would hope <laughs> so. I hope so. Yeah, Gosh. it's desperately needed I think so, at this right? point. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Episode four is Bryce Dallas Howard. Oh, yes. And, and we I know that she... she contributed to that character. Yeah. yeah. Yes, oh, I think she did. That's, that's good. Okay. Um, now, this is Bryce Dallas Howard's directorial debut, I think. I think so. Um, uh, I, yeah, I thought be. she did an I'm independent sure. film. Oh, oh. She made well, a, I don't a know short then. film or something. <laughs> but, but she might um, have filmed this first. I don't remember. Yeah, so it'll be curious to see what this is like. Obviously, you know, Favreau's not leaving anyone anyone hanging here. He obviously helped Filoni out and, and sure. you know, all that. But I'm very curious to see what the style is because I thought Deborah Chow did such a good job on she episode three it. that it made me excited to see she's doing all of Kenobi. <laughs> she has so, another episode of The Mandalorian, yeah. too. Oh, that's right. Oh, she, has, oh, she does? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think she has she one has more. Yeah. yeah. Do we know who does the last episode of Mandalorian by chance? think it's Taika Waititi yeah he has the final episode yep yeah Ooh, that's interesting (laughs) okay um IG-11 coming back oh I have no (laughs) idea maybe I like that character um all right so Jonah Marie what do you think may happen next week so I'm thinking he has to find a place to lie low maybe he knows someone um and that's how he happens upon all these other characters but it's funny, I also think that where he ends up going 
it might be the same place where Giancarlo Esposito is ruling over. Mm. So, you know, now that we know that the Mandalorian has a, a heart, he's not heartless. I like right. to think that maybe he feels maybe he feels compelled to help these people in whatever situation they're in. So, yeah, I don't I think like that's that. all going to go down in episode four, but my stream of okay. thought, I had to carry it out. <laughs> right, right. I like that. I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to go to a tweet real quick here. Um, we had at Ion Cannon, at Ion Cannon, had said, this episode finally got me feeling the fire for the Mandalorian that so many others feel. I'm relieved to know that Kenobi is such capable hands, Mando Fando. Uh, sorry, I had to get that out there. Um, <laughs> but a good, a good tweet, though. For sure. Um, uh, James, what's what's happening next week on this show? I'm I'm scared to say what I think because I read it from like a speculation, you know, on like a discussion of the episode. Yeah. And somebody said it and I'm like, I feel like that has to be it. Like that is so perfect. It almost makes me feel like. If that's it, I'm like, dang it, I ruined it for everybody who listened to this episode. <laughs> but it's just a guess. But I think, if, if not even specifically in the next episode, I think what they're showing you is is the, the, the process of what happened in the past when he was a kid, and now he's, like, closed in. I think that he's going to be rescued by Yoda. Oh, man. Oh my well, gosh! Wait, wait a minute, hang on now. <laughs> him, him, like little kid Mando in the little kid Mando loses his parents and then is saved by Yoda the Jedi, and that is why he's so thrown off guard when he sees the baby. Whoa! I like oh, this. Oh man! Wait, all right. So timeline wise. How old do we think the Mandalorian is? Oh. Um um 40ish, 45ish? Yeah. Cuz he he looks like he's 10ish. <laughs> I mean, we don't really have anything to base it on. Yeah, yeah I, mean, I would he's put him a in baby his late, in the Clone Wars. I would put him in his late 30s, early 40s probably. So we're thinking is that Clone Wars era or like Revenge of the Sith well, we era? We know he was a baby when during the Clone Wars there. Yeah, he right. was like he was like eight or nine. Yeah. Yeah. Looks okay. Good, yeah. We're seeing battle droids and that's that's, that's interesting, James. That is very I, interesting. I can't take credit for it. I was just browsing through and I was like, that's dumb, that's dumb, that's dumb. That has some merit. And then I saw this one and I was like, dang, that's pretty good. Oh, so you, th- you didn't come up with this? Someone else came up with it? No, that? no, no. Yeah, I read it and I, I felt <laughs> I was like I thought you just came it, up with this. No, oh. I said that when I yeah I was like I'm I'm almost afraid to say it because I yeah. feel like that's you know so good yeah but that's interesting we'll see. I don't know. okay um, wow mine's way lamer okay uh, Lacey <laughs> what's happening uh, in chapter four of the Mandalorian well I came up with these ideas on my own I didn't oh, cheat. <laughs> oh snap that's oh, not cheating snap. it's a little it's a little it's a little cheaty. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that we've been seeing hints and stuff that obviously Carl Weather, Carl's Carl Weathers is like super mad at him. Obviously yeah. tried to kill yeah. him. So he's going to send all these people after him. Oh. And then I think we're going to get maybe not in this episode, but 
in the future episodes, I think Ming-Na Wen is going to be the person that's hired by the Empire people to go look for him as like the best of the best that goes looking for him. Mm-hmm. Um, but And Bill Burr, too. Yes, Bill Burr. Like, I wrote that down. That. Yep. I wrote the Twi'lek down, too. Like, those are like, they go to this team of people of who's going to go after him. Yeah. Um, and then I agree. I think he's going to end up on this planet that Gina Carano's character's on. And then they're going to bond over someone attacking them, which makes sense if it's Giancarlo Esposito, mm-hmm. uh, that they're uniting over that. And then they team up together. All right. I dig that. Because they were rolling around in that clip we saw. Mm-hmm. Like, that's how they get introduced that's, to each other. So- this is that that's where um that's my point that's where i think we're 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 getting into uh, they run into each other yeah i think she has an agenda that she's doing and he obviously has you know he's on retreat Mm -hmm. and they're gonna clash due to misunderstanding yep Uh, rolling around she's gonna think he's there to like kill whoever she's with and he he thinks that she's gonna she's one another bounty hunter after tracking tiny yes yeah so they're gonna start fighting, and then they're gonna be like, "Wait, you're the you're that? Oh, okay. You, me, you, you." And then they're gonna be like, Psh, "High five, okay." <laughs> um, no, but I, I I think that's that's. I'm not from Earth. I'm from Missouri. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can I can I toot my own horn here a little bit? Yeah. Did I call it? Did I so call it? So I am going to admit that this morning at approximately <laughs> I don't know like seven thirty, I sent texts to John being like. Well, you were completely right as of six months ago. <laughs> He's been saying <laughs> since day one that Carl Weathers is going to turn on him so fast. And I was like, there's no way. And yeah. here we are. And as soon as it happened, I was like, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> and I mean, you can kind of say that the Mandalorian turned on him. Sure. Because he broke, sure, he sure. broke the code. Mm-hmm. But he's an adversary now. So see, but um, he says at the beginning of the episode, I don't care if they hang it up on their wall or eat it. And I was like, oh, no, that is the first sign that this is not going to go well. He's all business, this (laughs) guy. Yeah. Um, But I do find it interesting that it looks like it's going to be a situation where there's going to be a bounty out for a bounty hunter Mm -hmm. uh, being the Mandalorian now. So that'll be a new twist there. So I think this is where things are now going to start picking up now that we've gone out of the introductions and where some people's motives are and we understand who the Mandalorian is as a person now he does have a heart now it's where we shift the plot into like the meat because we're at episode four out of eight now so we really got to put our foot on the gas right so I'm I'm really excited to see where we go from here um there was one more tweet I had to get to that I skipped before I apologize for the easter eggs this was this is a great one especially if you're like a George Lucas fan um Doug Brooks at Desert Vol said the gear shift knob is an exact homage to Carol and John in American Graffiti, which is George Lucas's first movie. Mm-hmm. So uh, if you go back and watch American Graffiti, I guess they joke about the the shifter knob in the, in the hot rod car and maybe a piece comes off or, you know, that sort of thing. So I have to go back and watch that. But great job, Doug. Um, if you even came up with that yourself, Doug. <laughs> As we've learned tonight. I'm just kidding, James. <laughs> it's a good theory. I like it. Um, okay, so any uh, any final thoughts on this episode or looking ahead and, and final vibes uh, before we close this thing out? Uh, Jonah Marie, what, uh, how are you feeling as we're approaching the midway point of The Mandalorian? Has it lived up to your hype? Is it better, worse? Where are you at? I'm, I'm very uh, happy with what we've gotten. I mean, cool. yeah, I, I completely understand that some things need to be improved, especially in terms of 
the presence of women that's been lacking. Um, sure. But otherwise, I've I've been a complete fan and it's exceeded my expectations. Excellent. Yeah, I think once Carano gets in there, Ming-Na Wen, uh, and they start kicking butt, uh, that'll uh, make a lot of people happy for sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, uh, James, now that uh, you and I have kind of been going this way with the episodes... Mm-hmm. Um, are you optimistic that maybe you're going to tick your way up into an 8.5er as we're heading up, uh, maybe a 12? How how are you vibing (laughs) as we're moving forward here? Uh, I definitely, I mean, from the get-go, we're like, well, that was a good first episode. There's definitely going to be lulls in the season, but I think overall it's going to have the upward trajectory. So, um, like I said at the beginning of the episode, I'm glad I started, like, it's a 5 or whatever. Right. I'm not thinking about you. (laughs) But no, I, I do think that the, the show is going to um, probably pack a punch at the end of it, you know? So we'll all be, like, really satisfied with uh, how the first season. Nice. Lacey, how are you vibing? I love this show, as per my scores. <laughs> but <laughs> I, admittedly, from the moment they announced this, I'm waiting for Gina Carano to show up. She's my sure. favorite part of the show. I'm so excited to see her in Already. the show. And <laughs> yeah. it doesn't matter what she does. Where's your score when they add Bill Burr and Gina Carano? <laughs> oh my God, Bill Burr and Gina Carano. They're like my <laughs> yeah. two favorite things that I've been waiting for. Um, I agree and understand why people are a little annoyed because there hasn't been any presence of you know women besides the person that makes the armor. Mm-hmm. But I really think Gina Carano is going to kill it. And I know Mingna Wen is because she does amazing and everything so um i'm just excited for gina to show up and i feel like bill's gonna have a really small part mm. because i think he's gonna be like the snarky guy that tries to kill the mandalorian and then he's gonna die yeah. but someone had said to me that his name is something ridiculous like Mies undies or something like that is bill burr's <laughs> character's name like it's something <laughs> ridiculous so i'm interested to see what his actual name is um but it's just so cool this is really really fun and i look forward to having something new to watch every week all right yeah very good all right so that kind of brings us to the end here um obviously we're going to be back here uh next week um we're going to be joined by uh alex and molly from star wars explained to talk about chapter four uh so we'll see um what happens there uh, but uh, Joan and Marie, I want to thank you so much for joining us. Uh, Yay! You, thank you, really. Your 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 lore and, and your tie-ins to Rebels, like uh, I learned stuff. So I really appreciate you coming on. I hope you had a good time. I did. I did. Thank you so much. I had a blast. <laughs> okay. Now you have, um, if you want to plug stuff. So where are you on Twitter? Uh, even though everyone probably already knows where you are. <laughs> yes. Just, yeah. So on Twitter, I'm at Blue Jake Eyes, and Jake Eyes mm-hmm. refers to those that symbol that's on Rex's helmet. Um, And so you can find me there. You can also find my writings at radicalgrid.com. I also podcast with my mom on the Geeky Bubble podcast. And I also have a little separate series with my friend Jeremy where we talk about the Mandalorian. 
Oh, very cool. Very it's cool. called Best Car yeah. Pod. <laughs> nice. Best Car nice. Pod. Mm-hmm. How now? Do you sleep at all? Or? I, you know, I don't, and that's becoming okay. a problem. <laughs> right. Well, I have a giant pork full of coffee, so I understand uh, completely. Um, all right, uh, Lacey, where can uh, people find you besides on TRB and on the Mando Fan Show and uh, guest spots and other pods and all that other stuff? <laughs> People can find me freaking out about Gina Carano and Bill Burr at Lacey Gillerin on Twitter and Instagram. It's all true. Right on. It's all true. <laughs> right. All of it. Um, all James? Of it. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Meyer Trunks. All right. And guys, make sure you're going to Star Wars News Net every day for your Star Wars news, reviews, editorials, information, and more. Every time we post an episode of the Mando Fan Show, which you can also find on Star Wars News Net, we also have written reviews by the staff. Uh, uh, Kyle Larson did the written review for this chapter that we covered today, um, uh, The Sin. So uh, check out his written review and see if he gave a different take than ours. See if he maybe rated it lower than Lacey's uh, 14.5 that she gave. Um, Imagine we'll when see. Bill Burr's here. 25. 25. <laughs> um, and you guys can also find us uh, when the base is open on the Resistance broadcast, obviously every Monday and Thursday. If you're just finding us via the Mando Fan Show, we do podcast about Star Wars in general twice a week, Mondays and Thursdays on uh, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, and YouTube. So subscribe and check us out there. I want to thank our uh, patrons over at patreon.com slash resistance broadcast. The, literally the reason why this video exists uh, and we, that we can take the time to do it and all of that is because of your support. So we want to thank you all very much for that, especially our generals uh, who I, 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 um, I am going to miss you on this uh, upcoming Monday, so I'm going to make sure I get you guys right here. Carmelo, Brian Shalito, Andrew Staley, Neil Lowry, Jeremy Myers, Neil Shaw, David Probus, John Reese, J.G. Kars, Seth Keim, and Val Trichkoff. Thank you very much for all your support. As I said, next Friday, Chapter 4, Episode 4 of the Mando Fan Show, we're going to have Alex and Molly Damon on from Star Wars Explained. Turn nerd out with us about uh, that. And just like we learned stuff from... Uh, Jonah Marie today. We're going to learn a lot from Star Wars Explained, I'm sure, next week as well. Uh, so thanks for watching, listening, being Mando Fandos. Keep using that hashtag, Mando Fando. And uh, we will see you next Friday. Talk about Chapter 4. So we'll see you around, kids. Bye.